All right, welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast, the NBA edition, closing in on soon to be the playoff edition as we're now in the play-in tournament. Rob Parker here, Martin Weiss there. And man, Martin, before we get into the playing games and how excited you were, and even though I saw you react like, you know, when LeBron hit that big shot, I know you bet Lakers, so you lost, but you were trying to act like you were all excited. Ain't no way you oh my gosh. that game. Who'd you bet in that game? I bet the Lakers, but as I said to you in my tweet in response, if you were watching the live stream, I also took Lakers minus two and a half, and I also took Lakers on the money line. So that LeBron James three-pointer was incredibly influential to the way that my night ended. All right, I'm just saying. All right, but let's start. There's a little news going on before we even get to the Lakers and Warriors and the whole nine yards and what's going on in the playing tournament and the games that are coming up again tonight. But, but Martin, I, I guess Chris Broussard and I, as you know, because you're on our radio show, The Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio, uh, became the subject of the wrath of Kwame Brown, who has been uh, attacking all sports media people uh, throughout the country. Everybody's been tossed in and ripped and shredded and mocked and made fun of by Kwame Brown, who, of course, was the is the much maligned uh, former uh, pick, top pick in the NBA draft, and you know, career didn't pan out to be nearly what people thought it would be. A lot of people call him a bust, but now he's ranting and raving about everybody, including yours truly and Chris Broussard. Mm -hmm. We've defended him on the radio show saying that, yes, he does have a right to push back. He's been the butt of jokes for 10, 15 years, whatever it's been. You know what I mean? People have ripped on him for a long time, and I get it. To me, he sounds hurt. Uh, It sounds like he needs some help. I, I I get it, you know, to have to live with that and carry that your whole life. But I don't know about attacking other people. On one hand, he's saying, we're tearing down black men and all this. This is what we do. But that's exactly what he's now doing on his Instagram and, and you know, and all these Facebook lives and the stuff that he's doing. What's your take? I don't like the identity politics of like the black on black crime of the whole situation. I think that's a little bit overblown and quite honestly, unnecessary from all sides. But I think that and I was watching a Kwame Brown video today, right, in in preparation for this podcast and something hit me. And I realized the reason why this is the reason why. Right. Because, as you know, from our passion debate last week about on the radio about Aaron Rodgers versus Brian Gutenkunst, I am always going to be pro player because they're the ones that go out there and do things. But I thought about it. I was like, why is it? Why is it that we we disparage Kwame Brown for being the number one pick? And I got it. I, I figured it out. It's because he was the number one pick of everybody else's Lord and Savior, Michael Jordan, Jesus and sneakers or whatever they used to call him. That's, that's the biggest problem here because Michael Jordan is infallible. To a lot of people, Michael nah, Jordan cannot make I, any I, mistakes. I think you're, Kwame I, Brown had a Kwame Brown had a oh, a ten year NBA career. Anthony Bennett is no longer in the NBA, and is not is not discussed. Why was Kwame Brown so highly profiled? Because he was Michael Jordan's draft pick. Nah, That's you're, why you're one hundred percent wrong on this. I, I saw this take 
and and I don't buy it at all. Michael Jordan has been ripped as an executive. I don't anybody who tells you that Michael hasn't been ripped over. It's not just it, no, was, on, it was not this, just it's not just Kwame this was Brown. Kwame Brown was the number one pick in what two thousand and. It's about a lot of players that that Mike has picked and have flamed out and haven't panned out. So it has nothing to nah, do with man, just that, Kwame. You got revisionist history, Rob Parker. That's why Kwame I Brown mattered too. Kwame Brown not gonna have no truck video. We're talking about how bad I am. Watch. No. Kwame Brown's not gonna be. He's not gonna be on Instagram live talking about me because I'm speaking the truth right here. You talking about Adam Morrison? That was what I was at. Kwame Brown was before all of that. Adam Morrison was just Charlotte. No, but that but that was also a, that was a Michael Jordan pick. Is my point is that Michael has been bad at drafting players. That's why everybody's like he finally hit one with Lamelo Ball because if you go look at Michael Jordan's picks, it ain't just a Kwame Brown a bad pick. He's done nothing but make bad picks as an executive. So Michael has always been criticized as a great player who doesn't know great talent. So this whole notion that Everybody's attacking Kwame Brown. No, he was a bust. Uh, Darko Milicic was no. Was a he bust. was not a bust. Darko Milicic was out was of the NBA. They're, Anthony they're Edwards bust. is Anthony Edwards is your rookie of the year. No. You're talking about Anthony Bennett, who was a bust. Anthony no, Bennett. Anthony, no, Darko Milicic was out of the NBA. Kwame Brown was how many times? Kwame Brown, like you know who was on the court for Kobe's 81 point game? Kwame Brown. He was setting great screens. Now, that's a funny joke. Oh, I, like, I get it. They combined for 82. Please, no, but I'm, if, if Kwame Brown was such a bust, then how come they got about? No, if Kwame Brown was such a bust, then how is it that other teams accepted him in trade proposals? You know what they do to teams and players that they want? They cut them. I mean, I'm not. Are you are, what, what NBA team do you know is just in the business? Hold on, wait. In, in the NBA, in which they will literally send you away if they don't want you to play for them. Kwame Brown was able to have a, a, a multi-year NBA career. He signed multiple contracts, Rob Parker. How can a bus sign multiple contracts? It's on the GM for taking he, him one. That's the problem. He, he was never the guy that people thought he would be. And, that's and the only why. reason people thought he was going to be that is because of where he was picked. That's the that's the problem. Like that's the that's, that's the situation. Usually why Brown, people consider you a bust is because when you're the first overall pick. They expect you to be a star. He wasn't a star. Okay. They, and the problem no, is he was no, a boy. Kwame Brown didn't go get picked first. Michael Jordan was the one that decided to submit his name. It's on Michael Jordan. Kwame oh, Brown that, had that a ain't, that ain't how we Kwame look Brown at had it. A ten, he had a 10-year NBA career. Nah, That's that how you should be looking at it. Why do you why do why do why hey Mr. NBA? What's his what's his highlight of his career other than setting screens for Kobe and playing 10 years? He the had a the highlight of his career. Name he it. had a career. Name Bus his career. Have what? A career. What did he do? The Give bus it to doesn't me. have a career. Tell the me bus doesn't career have a career. Was. The number one bus doesn't have a career. That's Tell the point. Me what is he career had a career. Was. That's the point. The you point can't get it to me. What was it? I'm asking you what? Put his mom on the golf course at 18 years old. He had an NBA career. What you know how hard it is to make it into the NBA? That's crazy. That's crazy. It's on MJ. Just, just suck it up. I get it. LeBron hit a big shot today. It's a bad day for you all who have Michael Jordan at the highlight of his career. I'm, I understand it. I, but I'm saying, Kwame Brown, you can't be a bust and sign multiple contracts. Ask Anthony Bennett. <laughs> ask Darko Milicic. I mean, like wait, wait a Brown. minute. 
How many years did Darko Milicic play in the NBA since, you, since you're the bust expert? Tell me. How many, Martin? He played 11 years. He played the same amount as Kwame Brown. He signed multiple contracts. You want me to run down the teams he played for? He played for the Pistons, the Grizzlies, the Knicks, the Timberwolves, and the Celtics. He was a bust, and he played 10 years. Your premise doesn't work just because he stuck around for 10 years. Darko, you said it was a bust. Hey. He played 10 years. It don't match up. Kwame was a bust. Darko was a bust. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that uh, another guy drafted by one of your buddies, Joe Dumars. I mean, I'm just saying, if you have a multiple NBA career, if you play – I'm saying Anthony Bennett is the bust. No, I want you. To, no, I want you to explain how you said Darko was a bust, but not Kwame because he played ten years. I just gave you Darko no, was because he played because, ten seasons. Tell me, how is he? He not a bust, or is he a bust? Look, now okay. Darko had all the drinking. Darko had all the drinking problems. Darko was he not? What Darko he wasn't drunk in Detroit? You want, you want Darko wasn't drunk in Detroit? Darko but he was stuck not, around come, come for on, 10 Rob. years, Martin. You just Darko said wasn't drunk in that Kwame can't be a bust because he played for 10 years. How did Darko play for 10 years in the NBA? Thank you. My point. At the end of the day, these former Hall of Famers are getting you messed up. These former wow. Hall of Famer GMs. Wow. Look at the people making these decisions. Look at the people making these decisions. No, your premise is not sound, and that's what I got an issue with. You just, you just came on here talking about playing 10 years as a validation of you not being a bust. I just gave you the perfect example of a guy who played 10 years in the NBA, and I'll sit here and call Darko a bust from, from the, now to the, to the end of the earth. And I'll say, and you, know what, I hope? you know what I hope? I hope, I hope that Darko Milicic gets off his Serbian farm or whatever he's doing now has enough time to make a YouTube video calling you a hack. How about that? That's okay. It wouldn't be the first time I was called a hack. I'm a damn reporter. I've been covering the NBA since 1987. And I don't watch plenty of players come through. They had high expectations when you're a first-round pick. And Darko wasn't even the first from pick. Expectations from whom? And the problem was, honestly, the biggest problem with Darko, that's, that was already – why would the Pistons having a championship-built team and the third pick, is, our, is, is that's something that is out of the ordinary. That's not normal. That's not normal. That doesn't normally happen, no? Like the most of the time, championship level teams aren't picking that high. So that, that whole expectation, you was expected to come in and perform in a winning situation. It's different. But at the end of the day, Kwame Brown being playing on the Lakers, playing, I mean, I just have real trouble calling the man a bust, especially when you look at his career numbers. Look, go look at Dark. Who, who's got better career numbers? I don't know uh, off the top I'm of my not, head. But I, I, you would have looked that yeah, up if it was yeah, now, better now you're, going, now you're going to readjust it again. He was the first overall pick. People have expectations when you're the first overall pick. That, that's my point. And he didn't Somebody live up. Somebody made you the first overall pick. Somebody made you. Somebody made you the number one first overall pick. He didn't live up to him, and that's why people look at him the way that they do. He has a right to push back. Nobody wants to be the butt of jokes for 10 or 15 years, so I get it. And I, I don't have an issue. Him being personal and talking about people's personal lives and all that. That's how people, it is. I don't like that. People can criticize like him as a player. No one's talking about uh, if he wants to go on Instagram and talk about my looks and my nose and whatever he wants to say, that's fine. I'm not getting into that. 
I'm evaluating him as a player, not as a person. That's what I do. Let's evaluate some GMs, too, on the way. All right, let's get to the NBA. Okay, so the NBA play-in tournament has started. We're not really sure what to do with this, whether or not we want to call it the end of the regular season or the start of the playoffs. I'm leaning start of the playoffs, Rob. I have it's a feeling playoff. where you're going. It's not. Anyway, the Eastern Conference side was a dud. The Western Conference side was amazing. Rob, have you came off your old man take of the play-in games are useless? Because uh, they, I had a good time yesterday. They are useless, and they have been a dud. Uh, just because you have a close mm-hmm. game. If you watch that Lakers game, they were god-awful for most of that game. And uh, they did wind it up couldn't, It couldn't have been that. It couldn't have been that the Warrior players were just playing well, right? It, no, it was no, the because they were shooting, no, because they were shooting 35% and they were leading from the field. They weren't playing that well in the first half. Steph only had three or four points in the first quarter. They weren't playing well, but they still were leading the Lakers because their big three were shooting two for 27 to start the game. So, no, it wasn't just that the, the Warriors were playing great. If you watch the game, they were missing shots left and right. Oh, I did watch the game. I mean, and but, I, you know, if you turn the game, I mean, if you'd only watch the first five minutes of Memphis and San Antonio, yeah, you know, San Antonio sure didn't show up. I mean, I, I mean, sure, that they played four quarters, Rob. What's the point? You want to talk about somebody didn't My show up. The Charlotte Hornets <laughs> didn't want to come. Like the Boston, like the, like the Washington Wizards stunk it up. That's your argument. The games last night were incredible. What LeBron did in the Anthony Davis in the second half was incredible. That was incredible. The comeback that the Spurs had against the Grizzlies and making that game a close game through the stretch, that was incredible to watch. It was drama. What's TNT's motto? We know drama. We know drama. What's the – I mean, come on. The the NBA needs more games like this. Did you watch the games? Did you watch the blowouts? I was, I was, I was, I was in the process of graduating from the University of Southern California. So no, I did not see that the Hornets just didn't want to be there. But I'll, I'll tell you this: you know what happens in the last week of the regular season anyway? Teams that don't want to be there get blown out. But yesterday was exceptional. Yesterday was great basketball. It was a ton of fun to watch. And you know what it made me think of when I was watching it? It's like these games because they have this added stake. It's like week 17 and uh, week 16 and 17 in the regular season of the NFL. When you're sitting there watching the Washington football team play the Dallas Cowboys to see if the Giants or the Eagles are going to win the division. All of these things come into play. That's what makes it fun. That's what no, makes it no, interesting. That's what the last two weeks of this season have been incredible trying to see who is going to be in no, the playing and game. I'm going to tell, tell you how you, misguided you are. Next year – when LeBron and, and the Lakers aren't banged up all year and that's why they were in this posi- position and the Warriors have their full team and they're not, that's why these two teams were playing. If this was... Uh, oh, like, like it was last year when no, it was no, no. also incredible? I'm, I'm like, I mean, about, come on. No, I'm talking about if this was uh, two other also-ran teams and you didn't have the marquee names that you had with LeBron... It was two now. other also-ran teams no. last year, Rob Parker. Oh, just like we saw in the East. We ha- we saw the also-rans. It wasn't about... It was about bad teams that are normally going to be in this spot. The Lakers and Warriors are marquee teams that normally would never be in this spot if it wasn't for injuries. And so going forward, this is not going to be good. 
Just like people, nobody watched the Memphis Spurs game. They That's not true. That is not true. That, that is not true. That. that is not true. Over 2 million people watched that game. I looked up the numbers before they didn't watch Over 2, two million, million people oh watched that game. God. You tell me. No, you tell me. You tell me how many people are watching Memphis and San Antonio on a Wednesday afternoon in the early game when it's not no implications. And it's damn near not 2 million. 1.4 million people watch Indianapolis. What's Indiana to completely send Charlotte home? 1.4 million people. A game between Charlotte and Indiana on a Tuesday evening. On a Tuesday afternoon. Ratings are down 13 or 15 percent off. I mean, those aren't those aren't impressive numbers for a network standard for for a, supposedly all the. Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, so because the ratings are down, some of the best ratings don't matter. Like I don't understand. Like what are we doing this for? What do these? What do they play? Why? Why are these guys making millions of dollars? Because fans are supposed to be caring and watching these games. The, the, what the numbers show, fans are caring and watching these games. I'm I'm a fan of this game. I enjoy watching basketball, and I've enjoyed watching competitive basketball down the stretch. I had a great time watching Jason Tatum drop sixty in a game he felt he had to win. I don't understand why you wouldn't have such a good time doing that, but I don't know. I'll go ahead and step off your lawn. It ain't just about that. Okay, after a while, like, it's played out. I don't know how many times you're going to say to get off your lawn. Just because I've covered the league since 1987, I have some context to it. I'm not. I'm a reporter. I'm not just, like, rah-rah fan. Everything the NBA does is great. I'm not that guy. I'm just going to look at it from an objective point of view, and I've covered the Objectively, league. Objectively, yesterday was great basketball. And I've seen the lows, and I'm telling you that, the what we saw in the East was more representative of what we're going to have in the play-in. And God forbid LeBron, right, well, thank God that LeBron made that shot because had they lost under- and there was a chance that they would get knocked out in the playoff play-in game, everybody would be, the NBA would be up, up in arms and so would fans if LeBron and Anthony Davis didn't make it out of the play-in tournament. It would be hell to pay. It's a bad idea and you don't need it. You play 82 games to eliminate 14 of the 32, 30 teams, you don't need a, to, to, to give new life to four teams that weren't so good why, enough why? to make the playoffs. It makes no sense. You know what? It's because you're a baseball purist. Only the teams that should win the division go, right? It should be four, it should be four to five teams max in the playoffs, right? That's why they play the regular season. That's why they play so many games. Why not have – I can't understand any reason why you would want to have this thing that is clearly incentivizing teams towards down the stretch. To, I mean, think about the teams that weren't competing down the stretch this year. So you got Oklahoma City, Sacramento, and, and um, now I can't uh, – Houston. That's it. Minnesota at, Minnesota was trying to make that plan. They fired their head coach. Team, and, and the other thing, too, which is most important about the, these playing games, is giving guys the opportunity to be on national stages and playing games that actually matter to them. Like Jason Tatum going for 60 on the national stage is huge. John Morant last he, year in the bubble, the game that he played, John Morant, the game that he played last year in the bubble was huge for him going forward, especially in these smaller markets that aren't getting the attention. It's only good for the NBA to have more stars, Rob. Did Tatum have 50 or 60? 50. I misspoke. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm just trying to, I'm like, what game did you watch? All right. Uh, I, you know, I, I just believe that you already got way too many teams in the playoffs. And then what, what, what'll be the other part is uh, the AC normally gets knocked out or it's usually a four game sweep. 
in, in those uh, matchups. So we'll see how it plays out and whether or not it really was worth it. I think it's a mistake. So I, I, I'm, I'm, not, that, I'm not that keen on it. I, I would rather see the playoffs the way it was. It's always been done that way. It's always worked, even though I think there are way too many. I would love for it to cut down teams, not have as many, and make the regular season matter. At some point, the NBA is going to turn into college basketball where nobody watches college basketball in the regular season and they tune in come March Madness because that's when the action is. And if the Nets win the championship, we'll know that the regular season doesn't matter at all. They've played a total of eight games, their big three together, and they could just take time off, get healthy, not worry about where the seating is, and still go out and win a championship. Yeah, but that, but that, that's, that's, immater- that's, 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 that's immaterial to the play-in game, though. What is The Nets aren't going to be in the play-in game. Like, what does that have to do with any? Like, I'm just like, saying that the you, more it, Your, your thing game, would be if, if, the, if the team that wins the play-in game, right, if now this is actually the regular season doesn't matter. If the teams that win the play-in game and then go and win the finals, then there's your argument. So if the Lakers win, there, there. That, 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 that solves your argument right there because they, they were, they were the seventh seed. How, how could they? They barely should even be there, right? No, no. My point is that it should be the Lakers should be seven and the Warriors should be eight. They shouldn't have these other teams involved. That's my point. Is that that they those two teams shouldn't be playing a playing game. They played well enough to be the seventh and eighth seed. Period. Ended there. That's my I will say this. I will say this. I think they took it a step too far. I think seven should be in jet. I think seven should work. And if there were two two changes I would make, seven should stay. Seven should just be locked into seven. And it should just be eight and nine. Eight and nine playing back and forth. I I, I think that I do agree that the seven is a little bit too much. But I think if you just have between eight and nine and I would even have here here, Rob, to, to, to make you feel better. I would add a stipulation that the playing game would have to be triggered in saying that the records would have to be within a certain amount of games, like within a certain amount, like, like if the 10 seed, I mean, I'm sorry, if the nine seed was five games back from the eight seed, then sure. We don't need to play game. But if they're one game back, let's play it out. Let's see what happens. Let's make that last game of the regular season against the team that they're one game back against or half game back against. The NBA playoffs are here, and you'll be in hoops heaven betting on all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook. There are so many exciting matchups, and FanDuel is taking that excitement to the next level. Because new and existing, that's right, you heard me, all customers can bet risk-free throughout the playoffs. Once you have a FanDuel Sportsbook account, you can bet one same-game parlay risk-free every week. That means you can combine multiple bets for an even bigger win. And if you don't win, you can get up to $10 back. For me, I'm taking that, and I'm putting that on the Wizards on the money line and Russell Westbrook over rebounds and assists for my same game parlay for tonight. Basketball fans, now is the perfect time to give FanDuel a shot. New users can still get up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code LP3 to bet the NBA playoffs risk-free exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. So Rob, I don't I don't think that you're this sadistic. So I don't think that you were necessarily praying for LeBron James's downfall. However, I have a feeling that when he went up and got fouled hard by Draymond Green, came down, twisted the ankle, got poked in the eye, and just all things considered, I feel like you thought of me and thought about recording this podcast and how you were going to gloat 
about how the Lakers were over. They couldn't have, they had to avoid the play in. I told you all year. However, what did he do? Dust himself off, get back up, put a few eye drops in there, go shoot your free throws, hit a big time three from the different logo just to win the game and seal it. I mean, that's what I saw yesterday, Rob. How did you feel about it? I think it was in a must win game and another incredible performance by LeBron James, especially in the second half. First of all, it wasn't a must-win game, so they weren't going to be eliminated by losing that game. So it wasn't must-win. It didn't have that kind of pressure. I, I covered Michael Jordan when he knocked down a shot over Craig Elo in game five of a series with the clock expiring to win the series. That's a pressure shot. What LeBron did, first of all, he was an ultimate drama queen. You know, eye drops on the floor. Here we go. Egg, all that. Here we go. A shot in the back. By a sniper. I mean, just. No, he got poked in the eye. When was the last time he got poked in the it eye? Was so bad, it was so bad that he couldn't even call a, a flagrant foul on the start of the league because it wasn't. It wasn't a flagrant foul. Draymond Green went straight up and, and he caught LeBron. I'll give you that. He caught him. But LeBron always, you know, does it extra uh, and, and, and wants an Academy Award for his acting on the floor, floor rolling around. And as far as the shot, I tip my cap. Anytime you can knock down a game winner, you got to get credit. But it was the clock. Shot clock was running down. He just had to put it up. He couldn't think about it. It wasn't like if I miss this, we're going to lose or the game's over. The score was tied. He won down two. I love it. I love it. You know, the score was tied. That's free money on a tie ball game. And you put I love it. Complete. No pressure at all with one minute left in the fourth quarter, hypothetically, because the score is tied. One, I mean, no, no pressure at all in the NBA with fans in the stands. No pressure at all. What, is, what do you think the NBA is? Delivering cook, delivering groceries? Like the job is difficult. It's a high pressure job just by stepping on the court. And you know what LeBron James did? He got poked in the eye. I'll challenge you, Rob Parker. You get poked in your eye, Mr. I wear glasses over there. And you see how well you do a podcast. Okay, I don't know if you can come out. You know what they don't have on podcasts? They don't have defense. They don't have somebody trying to stop you consistently from getting to your microphone every single time. But you know what they do with LeBron? He does it. You know what he did? He grabbed that microphone and put on a swan song from the Staples Center logo. And you got to eat it. It was a game winner. It was clutch. It was tough. It was a play in tournament. They had no big. You think they wanted to play somebody else? They want no. They want to get this game out they the way. They were going home. Out so they can play going home after that game. That's my point. That's all I'm saying. There's a difference between making an elimination shot and making a shot where you know there's a tomorrow, no matter what. That's all. I, I'm not taking away from. Uh, he made a great shot. They won the game, but let's not elevate it as if it was like the most incredible shot heard around Los Angeles because he made a shot that if had they had he not made it, the Lakers would have been eliminated. Then. From the playoffs, the, the chance of the playoffs, and the defending champs wouldn't be going back. Why do you need? Why do you then, need so, so much? Why do you need so many so much circumstantial stuff to happen around your greatness? I don't. Wh- why can't you just? That's what makes things great. That's this what. That's is, what yeah, it's nah. like, hitting, like hitting a home run in the first inning of Game Seven of the World Series, or in the ninth inning with two outs and two strikes. Don't tell me there's no difference between the home run no. and the World Series. There is a difference. The guy who hit one in the bottom of the ninth with his team down, that's the guy who's the ultimate clutch performer. The guy who hit one in the first inning when there was no score 
that's a that's a great home run in the World Series, but that ain't no difference maker. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, is that yeah. Is, and when the World Series game seven earns one earn, ends one to nothing, then what? Like it wasn't a difference maker because it was not, in the first no, inning. That not, logic is illogical. Because at the time when you hit it in the first inning, it was one nothing. You didn't know that it was going to be one nothing. But if you're at the plate in the ninth inning with two outs and a man on, and your team is down one, you know if you don't come through, your your team loses and goes home. There's a totally different uh, 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 aspect to, to, to hitting a home run in the first inning or hitting a home run in the ninth. Come on. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, if the Lakers, if LeBron had missed that shot and the Lakers had lost, you know who's going to be taking the last shot next time? LeBron James again. Oh, that's all pressure. That's all him. He's the king of the team. AD was, AD was, was gone until the fourth quarter. It was on his shoulders. And he got that win in a game. The Lakers must – that was a must-win game for the Lakers. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. They weren't going home, but they needed to win that game. You, you to avoid uh, – like, why would you – a team with championship aspirations – like, it's fun, like, for the San Antonio Spurs to try real hard and maybe beat the Grizzlies. But, no, like, this is the Los Angeles Lakers. You have championship aspirations. You're in the seventh seed. And I don't care. Anytime LeBron James steps on the court, there are people who have made their entire careers off LeBron James the last 18 years going in and out saying literally critiquing his every move. I've been, but he's under the most pressure out of any professional athlete, at least in the NBA, that exists. Just because he steps out on the court. Like, I'm yeah, sorry. Well, like that. yourself the king and you're the chosen one across your back in a tattoo. Yeah, people will look at you that way. When you call and yourself. when healthy, he'd be delivering. Yeah, okay. If you, if you say that, losing, he's lost more NBA finals than any other regular season MVP in the history of the NBA. If you call that delivering, then I then – We'll look at things differently. I mean, that's you can. I mean, that's just like how many NFL, how many NBA MVPs have finished runner-up in the finals? As like, I, I just like that. It's not about uh, you. What you, does it matter? What does that. it matter? Uh, do you know what why? I'll it? tell you. It's not it's about going. Just take his four. Just take the four he won. Just take the four he's won then. Just take the four he's won. Leave all the everything. Let's say he's four and no, all the finals. No, now what? My point is that making it doesn't mean anything. Jerry West went to nine, Martin. Nobody ever considered him the greatest player ever. You know why? Because winning matters. You can Jerry yell West went to nine want. NBA finals. So what is that? Nobody ever called him the best. In fact, he never even won an MVP in the NBA. It ain't about going That's to why no he wasn't the best. The finals. Then what is it then? Because it's about winning. Sports has a short menu. Wins. So and what happened losses. when Michael Jordan got knocked out in the first round? Like, tell me the last time that LeBron James got knocked out in the first or second round of the playoffs. If it's about winning. You you mean you mean his first year in L.A. when he didn't make the playoffs? You want to talk about that year? Oh, okay, that's the last time. Was it playing? He didn't make the playoffs. Remember, he didn't make the playoffs. Okay, I thought so. Well, that, 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 that's his baseball year, but he was still playing basketball. No, what are you like, talking I mean, about? He didn't make. He the, was I, hurt the whole year. No, he was he not hurt. hurt. He was not hurt the whole year. Stop. He came back. Remember, and came played. back with like fifteen games left. Come on. Um, <laughs> he was hurt for the majority of the second half of the season. And people hold that against him like he like 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 he quit on the team. It's not like he took 17 personal days like Kyrie Irving and then just came back and the Lakers started to stink. The idea that LeBron, I mean, it's just you know, it, it, it's I get it. You know what? 
I, don't, I, I go back to the podium now. Give him his damn respect. Stop. So, Rob, I know you're not necessarily shaking in your boots because of LeBron James. I don't know. Your boots must be tied super, super tight. But the other L.A. team, your finals pick, I got news for you, pal. I don't think they're playing seven more games. I think the Dallas Mavericks are going to beat the Los Angeles Clippers. Okay, let's, I want to make a bet with you. Let's make a bet on this one. This one, I, I, I'll do a chicken wing bet. I'll do no, a chicken wing do, bet here. I'll do a Jordan's bet. No, let's do a no, Jordan's bet. I'm not giving you a Jordan's bet. Why I'm not, not giving you a Jordan's bet. Because that was a future bet with the Jordan's bet that I gave Bruce no, Hart. That was a future's bet. I'm not doing that. The Dallas Mavericks are going to beat the Clippers. Let's bet it. Martin, put your money I'm not doing you this. You, you know how much more money you make than me, Rob Parker? Do you know how much more money you make you than me? I'll say it out loud. It's okay. Court. It's okay. I'm getting started you here, Mr. I covered the league. Chris Broussard, huh. don't you That's want to That's why I can't back? bet you a pair of Jordans. Why would I do that? Come on. Who I have to pay back? the rent. I still have to pay the rent. I am the one who's working three or four jobs where you make three or four appearances a week and are cashing everything, clearing out everything. I see what you do on your Instagrams. I see your little MLB bro sales shop. You, Martin Weiss is still trying to get there. I got student loans. I'm not betting you no $200 pair of Jordans that the Mavericks are going to beat the Clippers, even though I feel like that's going to happen. Because $200, I don't feel that good about it. If I, if I had, look, let me, let me, $200 equivalent to you is about 30 to me. It's about 30 to me. It's a, right. I've seen you move. I've seen the way you move. We go out to dinner enough. I know how you operate. $200 to you on the scales, about 30 to $40 to me. If you want to do that, we can do that. If you want to do chicken wings on the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast, we can do that. Just know they would have beat him last year if Corzingis was healthy. I like the addition of Carly Stein, and I'm not betting against Luka Doncic. All right. Um, I feel bad for you, and if I, I wouldn't follow Martin's pick if he doesn't even feel confident about it. Why would you make that pick? But anyway, it's all good. I, the Clippers will beat uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Um and and uh, I have them going. So to so, the so all the, all the, so 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 all the action I just threw out to you. You just passed. You just passed that on. So by. That's bet, what I know. Chicken, chicken wings. That's fine. Lemon pepper. Uh, a ten piece with a drink. If that's where you would. That's the pocketbook you have. I'm I'm cool with that. I'll gladly eat your chicken wings from you. I was trying to give you a chance to win back the Jordans that you just lost to Chris Broussard. That's all. No, I'm no, no. To- That's not how that works. I'm getting those I'm getting those back from Chris Broussard. I'm not getting the Jordans back from Chris Broussard from you. No, 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 no. You and me, this is something different, pal. This all is right. something different. I, I love where the Clippers are. I love Rondo that they picked up. Perfect pickup for them. Uh, Boogie Cousins, the best three-point shooting team. There's no way Kawhi and Paul George will ever play as poorly as they played last year. When they were embarrassed by the the Nuggets, they will they will get it done this year. This is a wholly totally different team, and the thing that about the Clippers I love is that they're way way under the radar. Last year, everybody was picking them; all the pressure was on them. They were the hunted. This year, people have discounted them, uh, mm-hmm. not taking them seriously. And you know what? All they can do is go out and play. All right, Rob. The play in continues to much to your chagrin. And I, I, if, if you can stomach it, if, if you can handle it, if you know, if you're, I, I know your stomach is turning, but if you can deal with it, they like us to pick who's going to win these games, right? And they like to say, you know, I know, I know it's not real. It's not, it's not the regular season. It's not the playoffs, but they're still going to play and, and, and the records are still going to count. You can still make money on this, right? So you got the Indiana Pacers, 
They dismantled the Hornets the last time out. And the Washington Wizards, Washington is three-and-a-half-point favorites after they smoked it against Boston. Who do you like in this game? I know the Pacers put up 144. Uh, they were missing their three best players. It was one of those things. I'm going to pick the Wizards. I just think uh, Indiana can't duplicate that, what they did, and they're just down too many good players. Russell Westbrook wasn't great in that game. I think he shot six for 18. He'll play better. I'm going to go with the Wizards. Uh, and I'll give up the three and a half points. I agree with you. I'm also giving up three and a half. That's today. That's today's wife's advice. So guess what you're doing? You're following my picks after you just told everybody else not to. So <laughs> jokes on you, pal. But yeah, I like the Wizards. Ain't no way Russ does that twice in a row. I I just can't see Russ having that that level of a stinker and in a big game that matters. I can't see Russ having that big of a stinker back to back. And again, the Pacers are depleted. And really, the Hornets just didn't want to be there. They were one, two, three, Cancun. So I and Russell Westbrook, the one, two, three, Cancun is not in that man's DNA. I'm going Washington minus three and a half. Move on to the next play-in game. It already has an early line. Friday's play-in. You have the Grizzlies who took off the Spurs and the Warriors who lost to the Lakers. The Warriors are three and a half point favorites. What say you, Parker? I'm I'm gonna go with uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna go with Memphis. Uh, I, I think the Warriors, they, they really didn't play that well. And, and had they had they uh, had the Lakers played up to their capability and their three stars didn't start the game two for 27, the Warriors would have been run out of the building. I just I think that the Warriors should have lost by double digits. They should have lost by 15 had Anthony Davis and LeBron James and, and Dennis Schroeder not play as poorly as they did to start the game and give them life and make the Warriors feel good. It's a Steph show uh, and and the other and the Cosby kids. I'm going to go with Memphis. Uh, I think Memphis showed me something yesterday, Martin. Not only did they get out to the big lead, even when they gave it up and fell back, they came back. They could have crumbled like, oh, my God, we gave up the lead. We can't win. And they came back, and they still won convincingly. I like Memphis. Man, I tell you, listeners of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast, I apologize in advance because I agree with Parker again. I like the Grizzlies a lot. The uh, the combination of John Morant and J Triple J, I mean, and you saw what Steph had. Nothing, nothing, nothing down the stretch. When they were double teaming him, they had nothing to do, nowhere to go, no answers. It's all on Steph. I really like the fact that Golden State just beat this Memphis team a few weeks ago. Memphis is ready. They're motivated. This is their second time in the play-in. They want to be dancing. They want to play in the playoffs this week, this year. I like and I, and they got Triple J back. That's the key. All right. For my lemon pepper parlay, I'm doing the same game parlay with the Washington Wizards on the money line and Russell Westbrook over rebounds and assists. Russell Westbrook didn't have a rebound in the fourth quarter of the last time he played. I had 13 total, but that doesn't sit right with me. Russell Westbrook rebounds and assists over Wizards money line. My lemon pepper parlay is simple. I'm just going to take the two games. I'm doing an old school, simple parlay. I like the Wizards a lot, and I like Memphis a lot. So I'm going to take those two teams, put some De Niro, some dollars, some cash, some loot on that, and uh, cash out. Remember, it's always better with the cheddar. All right, that's the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast for this week. Make sure you... Uh, 
subscribe, you share, you like us, and then uh, next week. And send it to Kwame Brown so Rob can get all the smoke he deserves. Rob comes from the school of whoever's louder wins the argument. You know it.